Something that's always been mind-bending to me is the stars in the night sky. I remember when I realized once that if one of those stars burned out, it could be thousands of years, it could be millions of years before we'd ever know it. It would take that long for the light from the star to stop reaching us, but eventually somebody would see it. If the source burned out, if the source got cut off, eventually the light would stop. Maybe a, a better example would be a river, like the Scioto River that I'm standing next to right now. If something were to happen to threaten the source of a river, maybe we lose a glacier or snowpack or the spring that feeds this river would dry up or some pollution would enter the river upstream. We'd notice it eventually downstream, but it might be gradual. It might take a long time. The water level might just drop a little bit, day by day, or a little bit more pollution to the point we wouldn't notice it just one day after the next, unless something dramatic happened. Unless something dramatic happened that made us notice all at once the changes that had been accumulating over time. It makes me wonder if this crisis, this tragedy that we're all experiencing all at once right now, might be the moment that we need to notice what's been happening in the streams of our lives. At, at one level, I think a lot of us are noticing that our lives have gotten muddied up. It's not that they're drying up, they seem full, bankful, overflowing maybe with things, things on the calendar or the love of things. But we've stopped investing in, stopped valuing the things that matter most, the people and the relationships that make up our lives. It seems to feel as if our values or our priorities have gotten out of whack. I think that's why I hear so many people nowadays saying that whenever it is that we finally go back to what we used to call normal, that we don't want to go back to normal the way that it used to be, we know that somehow it had gotten muddy. And I think maybe at a deeper level, what I wonder is, have we let these other things into our lives to cover up for, maybe to make up for something that was missing, whether we knew it or not? So that maybe in another way, the problem isn't that our lives are full, it's, it's that they aren't full. They're actually drying up. They're getting thin, trickling, in danger of drying up altogether. We've been lacking in, in passion and purpose and meaning and clarity. Our lives are, they're missing. Well, there's just not enough life in our lives. And so I think this is the opportunity that we need to go back upstream to the source to get the water we've all needed all along. It's not a coincidence, I think, that Jesus described himself as living water. It's a translation of a Hebrew phrase, ma'im chaim, and it's meant to designate running water, like a, like a brook or a stream or a river, like this, in contrast to a, a pool of water that might evaporate, might dry up, might get stagnant. Jesus offered this living water to a woman who was thirsty, probably, in body and in soul. And he told her that when people drink regular water, they, they always wind up getting thirsty again. We know that's true. But he said that the living water that he offers becomes inside of us a spring welling up to the eternal kind of life. And it's no coincidence, I think, that in the vision that makes up the very last chapter of the Christian Bible, 
that there's a river there again and it's flowing through the garden of God and watering the tree of life and growing leaves that the Bible says are for the healing of the nations, for the restoration of God's whole world, for all God's people. And then on the very first Easter, when God raised Jesus from the dead, there they were in the garden outside the tomb, early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark before there was light, that God called forth the headwaters of a new humanity out of the grave. And he brought that river of life, that living water from the future, right here into the present in the living Jesus. Jesus is the living water. He's the living water that offers us grace. It's pure and it's clean like it is right here at the source, not muddy like it is downstream in our lives. Able to purify the muddiness that we've brought into our own lives and they're able to wash away even any stains that we might feel like other people have brought into our lives to wash us and make us clean now and forever. Jesus is the living water who brings the life back into our lives. When we feel dry and parched and cracked, from drinking too much fear and anxiety and hopelessness. Jesus comes and offers us living water when we might have been satisfied to settle for less, trying to slake our thirst with the things that never satisfy our souls. But Jesus is the living water that comes to give us the life that is truly life. He's the living water that gives us the eternal kind of life, which means that it's filled with the character of God's eternity, even now in the present, all full of God's goodness and truth and beauty but it's the kind of life that nothing can stop, not even death. They tried that once with Jesus and three days later, he stood among his followers again. And it seems like nowadays I hear more people talking more about sickness and dying than any time I can ever remember. But the life that Jesus gives us is the life that overcomes the grave itself. He gives us the power to say with Christians of every generation, where, O oh death, is your victory? Where is your sting? because death has been swallowed up in the victory of Jesus Christ. So maybe this Easter is, on the one hand, a tragedy, but also a gift. It's an opportunity, it's an invitation to come to the source and receive life from Jesus, who is the source of life. Don't miss this moment, this Easter, this year. Come to the source and receive from Jesus the gift of grace and life and hope that you could walk every day of the rest of your eternal life with him. You know, I drove up here today to the source, I guess if I'm being honest, to remind myself to strengthen my own connection to the source of life, but also to take a couple minutes to talk to you about the source. But I'd like to end right now, not talking about the source anymore, but to talk to the source. And if you'd like to come to the source of life, to Jesus and receive the life that he gives you, and receive his strength for walking every day of the rest of your life with him, then you can join me in just a moment of prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I know that I have muddied up my life. And I know that my life is sometimes thin, it's trickling, it's in danger of drying up. And you are grace and you are life. Jesus, I pray that you would forgive me for my sins and that you would fill me with life when I'm tempted to be satisfied with other things, draw me to yourself and give me your own presence. And God, I pray that you would so fill me and all of us with your Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen us and lead us to follow you so that we would never settle for less again. Amen.